Welcome to Cultivated Marketer, where we talk marketing professional development so your garden of opportunity grows. This is Brent Bowen. And I'm Matt Tidwell. And we don't have a guest this time. Matt and I have decided, you know what? We've had five guests. We've done seven episodes now. Our last episode with our guests was so well done and so well, well, I don't know about well done, but it was so well received and the guest was so great that we decided to break it into two parts. We thought this might be a great time to press pause and reflect on some of our guests and then also share some of the thoughts that we have about some upcoming guests as well. Yeah, hit a little reset, but also allude to some things coming that hopefully people will be interested in. And I just want to thank you for having this is the first time we've been in the actually in the studio together. So that's that's nice. That's definitely progress. We'll count that as progress. So I haven't had a chance to see not only all your equipment, which is terrific, but I feel like I'm kind of on a Comic-Con setting here. I've got Yoda (laughs) over my left shoulder. I've got other characters, uh, a gnome and and other things that I'm sure there are all stories behind. But it's cool to be here in the live with you, first of all, but also in this really cool facility. It's, It's great. Yeah. If you think about it, the last time you and I were able to actually we've stayed in contact and done episodes. But really, the last time we were able to do something live together, it was February. It was February at, the, at Edwards campus at KCIABC, their terrific business communicators summit. And we were able to knock off a bunch of guests there at once. Yeah. But other than that, we've been virtual. So very cool to be here live. Yeah. Glad to have you here live. Mm. So in the in the home studio, we're recording this in the new Bowen home studio. And as to continue the metaphor of Yoda, you know, leering over Matt's shoulders, this thing is Death Star operational, not quite fully operational, but like Death Star operate just enough to do a little damage in here today. Yeah, I think it looks great. And, you know, really, when we talk marketing and professional development and mentoring and what greater what greater mascot for us than Yoda, right? Uh, so, <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. There is no try. That's kind yes. of the mantra we're living Learning, by. Right. Moving ahead. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Well, and. You know, speaking of mantras, I think each of our guests over the last, you know, we really had the show going now, believe it or not, it's been nine months that a lot of our guests have brought a different mantra or a different sensibility and experiences to, to the show. And even, you know, you go back to, to Mike, we've all had a year of transition you know, I we, there are some memes going out around when can we start using 2020 as a swear word, but the nobody embodied this notion of transition probably as much as Mike and talking, you know, the conversation we had with him on at least the second half around. He talked to really about an entire career journey yeah. and then culminating in a next act, which w- was kind of the second part of that conversation. Yeah. And you kind of a very common story uh, for a lot of us in marketing Um, started off with, you know, kind of a traditional journalism path, you know, a a really a a news journalist and then moved into politics and and more from politics to what we would think of as marketing communications. And of course, ended up, you know, just being an agency leader for decades and and really doing some of the real cool projects in town. And so I was really glad to get Mike on. Glad we split it up into two episodes. He had he had that much wisdom for everybody. But no, I, I liked what you said about just different viewpoints because marketing is multifaceted and, you know, different industries have a certain take on it, different experience levels. There's a, you know, there's a certain perspective. 
And so I think we've, we've had a nice cross spectrum there, right? Mm-hmm. So people who, you know, were more on the agency side or maybe more on the industry side that have transitioned to academia. When you think about somebody like maybe Angie Pastoric, who we started off with early, but, but had also had a professional career. So change is the only constant, particularly in marketing. And I think we've been able to, to see some of that in, in the first little tranche of guests that we had. Oh yeah. We've been able to see that, that idea that change is the, the only constant, but you, you touch on. You touch on Angie and Catherine and those conversations, too. And you, you talk about the the different experiences and the different skills that are related to marketing. And as part of those conversations, we talked about what can academia bring to the conversation. And Catherine is a recruiter as part of her role as a recruiter. What I took a lot from those conversations was anymore in our world, it seems like we're living in a world within marketing that it requires a certain level of specialty to be able to perform your job and perform it. Well, the notion of the Ben Zobrist utility player being respected, they're about those utility players in marketing seem to be about as respected as they are in baseball, which it takes somebody, the quality of a Ben Zobrist to be kind of respected. We need to have Ben back on Ben Heisler back over here to talk sports with us again. But You know, it seems almost so those those conversations we had with Catherine around how do you jumpstart a specialty? How do you get really connected and and deep quickly within a specialty to be able to function in today's world? Those are two of those experiences, one from a hard skill standpoint where we were talking with Catherine. But then on the flip side, back to back, it was perfect guess where we had Angie on the soft skills side saying, you know, that's part of the constant of being able to be a good team player too. that, that, that notion of today's world of marketing, those two guests really stood out to me. The term that we kind of landed on that we all liked was professional skills, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, the soft skills tends to get kind of overused and, and can be frowned upon from time to time, but it's whatever you call it. It's definitely, it's, sure. it's the secret sauce that I think so many times is, is important, particularly for people that see themselves as being a a leader in the field um, uh, that, you know, down, down through the, the, uh, the career, but yeah, no, it's, I think both of those guests were great to start off with. And, and yeah, I think Catherine's points about specialization were, were very well taken. You know, when I broke into the business, it was more common for marketers to be more or less generalists, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we hadn't really hit the wave of technology yet. Uh, you know, go ahead and date myself. I, you know, I, I came in in the very late 80s, and I can still remember the first fax machine coming into the publishing company that I worked with as a, as a young journalist at the time, as a trade journalist. And, and you know, that was uh, it's like, you know, wow, this is this thing. You can actually trade documents back and forth without having to put them in the mail or mail press kits like we used to do back in the day, right? We'd have these big lines where we'd all assemble the press kits and mail them. But we were essentially (laughs) generalists. There wasn't a lot of specialization in the marketing field. Now, explosion, right? You, You have to be if you know if you don't know a lot about a certain technology you better at least know where to find that answer and find it quickly you know and so and good, luckily there's good resources for doing that but it speaks to being nimble it speaks to you know being very very diverse in your approach i think ben talked a little bit about that you know just having a a real diversity in the sense of, of having a, a you know multi-tool kind of a kit so yeah so i i think that good good stuff and Hopefully this conversation, if, if folks haven't gone back and had a chance to listen to some of those, some of the, some of those perspectives, they can do so. Yeah, they can take this as a cue and go back and listen to any one of those guests. And when you were speaking about Ben, 
the aforementioned Ben was mm-hmm. not Ben Zobrist, but Ben Heisler. Ben Heisler. And, you know, Ben, again, we talk about this area of specialization. He's someone, he was a great guest from the standpoint of having to reinvent himself. Yep. You're talking about this notion of being able to maybe not have the answer right away or maybe just having an interest and the aptitude. And then how do you close that gap from aptitude to where you can demonstrate expertise? And Ben, you know, talked about that. And he also talked about informational interviews because in the time we're in now, I don't know how many times you see this each week, but you go on LinkedIn and you see the, the, I see probably about once a week, at least the post out there going, Hey, I, if you're, if you're unemployed and I've ever worked with you and I've ever known you reach out, I'm here to help, which I think it's a great sense of community for people to be able to do that. And it's great that they're doing that. But the flip side of that, and what I really took from Ben's conversation, Ben struck me as a lifelong learner and a lifelong connector because he was talking about the notion of informational interviews and always looking to grow from each and every conversation he had. So that's something that stuck out from, for me with that conversation, particularly with his transition, he needed to do that. Well, I mean, talk about challenges, landing a job in the midst of a global pandemic. I mean, you know, it's uh, not easy to do, but he pulled it off and, and you're right. Yeah. It's, I think it's, he approached it from the right mindset that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take those informational interviews or request those informational interviews, even if there's not a lot of chance for, or if the, if the organization isn't maybe hiring right at the moment, I still want to get familiar with who they are and learn more about their perspective. And, and that's, that's important. And, and, and it's a two way street, right? So I think it's part of mentorship as well. When you advance in the, the profession, you ought to be willing to do things like that. So, and yeah, it's been cool to see all of the, the folks post on their LinkedIn that they're ready to help for for some of the people that we know are out there struggling. Cause you know, folks have lost jobs and, and I certainly know a few and you may know as well mm-hmm. that, that, you know, either pre-pandemic for whatever reasons, layoffs, et cetera, you know, a couple of people that are in that boat that, you know, that happened to them on the front side. And, and so then trying to find that job during the pandemic is, is difficult as well. Yeah, no, I matter of fact, I had a conversation with someone I knew. I know I serve on a board with this individual within town for an arts organization, and she worked at an event planning group. So a, f- a function of marketing yeah. and there's only so much juice to right. go around on the virtual <laughs> event sphere. And it still doesn't require the same logistics, the same resources. And so a lot of those types of organizations and event planning goes deep back to my days at KU. I was in one of the student run organizations at at the University of Kansas Student Union Activities that a lot of mm-hmm. the event planning sure. there. So that kind of runs deep in my soul. It's a it's quite an experience to pull off in a live event project, right? So a lot of those folks have lost yep. have lost jobs and she's finding herself re and we had a conversation yesterday about she's reinventing herself a little bit and creating her own business and we're gonna we're gonna help her launch a website. But it's you know it's which that experience kind of reminds me probably goes all the way back to our, you know, our first guest to John mm-hmm. Hall yeah, yeah. and the conversation we had there where, you know, Ben, Ben kind of took it one step further around basically extending those conversations and turning it into a learning opportunity. But John was really the one that provided some great tips around how do you start to develop a relationship 
You remember we talked about top of mind with him. Yep, top of mind, and which I think was the the title of his presentation to IABC that day. And yeah, I, uh, he was a great guest to kick off with because those are themes that we want to carry forward, you know, throughout the throughout the show, even as we move forward. I'm, I'm just sorry we didn't get a chance to. You know, John's now turned his some of his attention to effective time management, right, with the whole calendar.com thing. <laughs> we got so appropriately so we yeah. got busy talking about the, the subject of, of our show and and i i would have loved to explore that more with him but only so many minutes in a segment right so, yeah so only so many minutes in a segment you've taught me that here yeah no doubt well, well the and it, we're even considered long form here right you're right yeah <laughs> we're bringing yeah, down this, this to radio form. segments yeah. we've been done in three minutes and you're out or a tv segment yeah i would have loved to talk to time with John, we did a little, a little bit, a little bit more from a feature functionality standpoint and some of the capabilities that they had with calendar.com, but that's become a real issue in the work from home culture during the pandemic or the boundary, yeah. the yeah. work. Where, how do you set boundaries? When do you turn off? You know, my wife and I've had conversations about that too. It's just because I'm still working primarily from home. She's in the office pretty much about 95% of the time. She's got some office management duties at her place of business. And so, yeah, I think that a lot of households are that way. And so, you know, the traditional even roles and, and patterns of, of daily life have been really, really disrupted, but I'm still, I'm, I'm itching, I'm itching to get back out. You know, I, I think a lot of us in marketing are extroverts, right? And so, yeah. you know, we're, we become caged animals after, after so long, but uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, so that's another reason I'm glad we're here in person. You were here to do this. So and, this feels yeah. great. This feels great. Yeah. So, I, I'm probably, you're probably a lot like me though, Matt, you're probably if, cause I know you do a little moonlighting around some professional sports. It seems like the one thing from a boundary standpoint, client, not client, coworker, peer, boss, they seem to understand this halo around the chiefs. Of course. So it's like, Hey man, yeah. the chiefs game's on. Don't, <laughs> don't call me during the chiefs game. Seriously. And the beauty of that is because of the pandemic, if there was a silver lining to the pandemic, it's been that the games have been on Tuesdays. They've been on Thursdays. They've been, they've been like, we might as well run chiefs games seven days a week. And then we'll know they've started at like three 30 in the afternoon on a two on a, whatever that was a Tuesday Another or Monday traditional night pattern to things. that has been completely turned upside down. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Although there are still some axioms, I would still say, do not go to Costco two hours before kickoff of a chiefs game. You're not, you, you're never going to get through the checkout line. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Pandemic or no. Yeah. Pandemic or no. I, be, I believe it. Well, that that's behavioral. Right. We've got some behavioral things that we have an interesting behavioral guest coming up. We do. We do. And I'm a good transition because I'd love for us to talk about some of the people that we're talking about in terms of our next tranche of guests and mm-hmm. we've reached out to them. And, and, and these are these are going to be folks that you're going to be hearing soon. I don't know if Grant studied Costco behavior. May, may not have, but we're, we're going to be welcoming Grant Gooding, who you're referring to there. Grant's <laughs> a, a local marketing guy who. Who's I've heard speak two or three times now, and it's fascinating. He he centers around this area. He calls it emotional data, but he's a brilliant analytics guy, and and certainly a, a very sophisticated marketing researcher. So he'll be, of course, able to talk about that, which I think will will definitely be very interesting. But also been around for a long time, mentored a lot of younger marketers. I think we'll we'll absolutely be able to talk about professional development as well with Grant, in addition to his t- his very specific take on analytics from the perspective of emotional data. Really excited to have Grant on. So so he's going to be a great, great guest coming out of the shoot. And then some other people that probably, you know, one that I would mention is Jessica Best. Jessica has been 
at Barclay, great local agency that we all know for a long time. And influence before yeah, that. Influence before that. Jessica, and many of you may have heard Jessica, but every time I hear her, I get something new because, you know, her specialty over the last few years, and I've had her come in to speak to my classes, has been around email marketing. Yes. Uh, you know, and and we're, we've sort of been conditioned or, or prodded into thinking that, you know, email marketing may not be that effective a tool, but she's here to beg to differ. And she, you've probably heard her speak as well. And so I think let's get into when we have her in, let's remind ourselves to make sure we get into that with her because she's got a very specific take around email marketing that I think people may, you know, may, may find very refreshing. Definitely not dead. I'll, I'll give a little preview. Oh, there. oh yeah. What's old yeah. is new it's again old is around new again. email. I'm yep. interested yep. to talk with her about ROI of email. Yep. Of all what the value is. I saw a study recently where it showed the type of marketing channel. So if you were able, if you're able to acquire an email lead versus a, a Facebook follower versus mm-hmm. a click to a website, what the ROI is on each of those data points or elements. And it showed it showed that email had the highest ROI and was worth forty dollars for an email address. Wow. And that was kind of a baseline across all industries. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of struck me what's old is new again. Time to definitely talk to Jessica. Yeah. The other interesting thing I think about Jessica is this is a person that's really creating, you know, we talk all the time about creating your brand and, and really finding your niche and and building your brand. And and she's really done that well. I mean, she speaks around the country uh, mm-hmm. on, on this topic. And, and of course, many of us were, were one of these experts that we're really glad that is here local so that we can tap into her knowledge and expertise. But she's been pretty methodical and, and very strategic about building her brand. And, and, and so I think she, she probably would have some, some good things to say in, in that vein as well. And when I see Jessica, generally it's a, at a good eatery too. So I may pick her <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> brain on some of the best eateries yeah, for takeout. Sure. If you don't mind. Oh, no, no. Absolutely. All right. So absolutely. last time, last time I saw her, I saw her at the Russell, we were okay. having lunch at a couple tables apart from, okay. from one another. Yeah. So I might pick her brain on the, the next best eatery. Yeah, absolutely. Couple other folks I might just mention, Ben, that we've talked to. We're real excited to to have join us. This is a, a lady that I worked with, gosh, twenty plus years ago. Uh, both of us were at a local large agency that had three letter initials, and uh, <laughs> uh, Kristen Petrillo Majanix. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get that name right before Kristen comes on. Kristen is now the senior VP marketing for Firehouse Subs, and I heard her not long ago on another podcast that happen to be related to crisis communications, which is an interesting area of mine, talking about the challenges that that big national brands have in, in a pandemic kind of environment. And whether that be earlier in the pandemic or now, as things, you know, have continued to open up and, you know, those kinds of, of challenges and opportunities. So Kristen's a local person, University of Missouri, worked in, in the agency business, as I mentioned here with many of us a couple decades ago. And and then as people are, are want to do, uh, moved out to the coast. I think now she's actually in Florida, which is where the Firehouse sub headquarters is. But really excited to get Kristen in because she'll have a, a unique take as well on not just career path, but but also obviously working in a segment, the heavy B2C that, that you know, many of our listeners, I'm sure, are, are interested in. Yeah, the B2C component. And, and I was just kidding about the restaurant situation. I didn't intend to segue into that. Yeah, that we're, right. yeah. we're transitioning well again, but you talk about, you said crisis communication. Uh-huh. There are probably few industries that have been hit quite as hard as the restaurant industry, the food, food industry, 
with the yeah. pandemic. I mean, I'm sure there are several others that have been quit, you know, hit nearly as hard, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to talk to her and get her perspective on how they dealt with that, you know, COVID shutdowns, mm-hmm. those types of situations. I was, you know, at a pharmacy, but a couple of weeks ago, and we were about ready to walk into the pharmacy to pick up a prescription and the store manager stopped out and said, the store has been closed immediately until further notice, which kind of told me that either there was a gas leak or there was a known infection. Sure. Right. So I have one retail client that's food industry, as you know, and we, I've been sharing a lot of crisis messaging on if there's anything from a traceability standpoint, fortunately knock on wood. I have no wood to knock on. I have a board sitting out at the bar. Outside we here, we found to, a hole in the new studio uh, yes, here that Brent's going to need to fix. <laughs> I need, I need just a block of wood that you and I can just knock, <laughs> just knock on. But we've been fortunate to not have one of the restaurant owners have a have a case, right? So, and I'm sure with the the footprint that they have, Kristen will be able to speak to that. Be yeah. good to good to chat yeah. with her about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then just you know, uh, and talking to some other people as well. A, a young PR pro here, strategic communicator in town, Andy Diorio. Uh, I know you know Andy a little bit. Really mm-hmm. excited to get Andy on. He and I have worked together a fair amount over the years. He's on my advisory board for our master's degree program at KU. Has his own shop now, but uh, doing strategic communications very well. Has also a a person that really has put a lot of thought into building his brand and building mm-hmm. his corner of, of expertise. He has a really interesting kind of mini video vignette kinds of series that he's done on LinkedIn and, and other kinds of things, which I think is really interesting maybe to get him to talk some about that. And, but has also worked for big brands. So he was, he was at Hallmark for a while. I was also at H and R block or no, not, not H and R block. Hallmark. I will. He was definitely at Hallmark AMC theaters. He was uh, at AMC theaters, AMC theaters yeah, Hallmark. Hallmark I locked think. in. And I he think was he started, locked in. I think he actually started at Sprint. So mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, and I uh, yeah. worked together, yeah. spent, had some overlap at Sprint. And then he also was at locked in. Yeah. And if, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Andy's also a cancer survivor. He is. Yeah, he absolutely is. So yeah. I, so he's got some really some inter- interesting, interesting background, but just really impressed with him. He's been willing to, to do so much for me in terms of some students we've had and mentoring them. And, and you know, he's probably, you know, maybe 10, 15 years behind uh, maybe you and I, but has, a, again, I think a really interesting perspective on career growth. So looking forward to getting Andy in as well. Yeah. So we, well, got, some, we got some cool guests coming up. We have some great guests. Yeah, some very cool guests coming up. Well, and folks, we're excited that you were hanging out with me and Matt to hear us kind of give a little bit of a retrospective on our, you know, first several months together. Very excited to have you participate and listen to us with, as we bring on some additional guests. So any, any, before we sign off, any kind of closing thoughts or remarks on just kind of the first, our first months together in, in, in this wild world of 2020. It's been great. I can still remember you and I at a, I think we were grabbing a quick bite to eat at the IBC World Conference in Vancouver. And, and we just kind of said, gee, it'd be cool to, to kind of take the podcast format and, and really drill down into professional development and, and what it takes to build your career and advance your career. And it's been cool to see that, you know, come to fruition in the way that it has. And certainly very excited to 
continue over the over the next few months. And it's been it's been fun to see emails dribble in saying, hey, I heard the episode with Mike. It was really cool and hadn't heard from him in a while. Good, good to know what he's got going on and where he's going. So just to you know, building community, right? Building community is what it's all about. Yeah. And I and I anybody that's within a marketing member organization here in the Kansas City area, if you happen to be listening, want to give a shout out to you if you've been sharing the show or listening to the show. As Matt's talking about community, we've had several organizations I know reach out to us and they've proactively shared the show with their members. Or I know, Matt, you were invited as a guest to speak to to a group for KCIBC a little bit yes. about your experiences here with, with doing yeah. the show with me. Yeah. So yeah. And they're, which I hope they were kind to me along the way. But uh, yeah. but we, we want to give a, a shout out and thanks to all the marketing member organizations. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're doing this is to extend that conversation that you have each and every month. And we're hoping you're still able to have them. I know I'm a I've been a member of the social media club and it's been here within Kansas City. It's been a challenge. And we had one networking happy hour at Iron District for Ad Club in the last couple months. It's been a really challenging year for, as you mentioned, we're social social animals and social creatures and not being able to get together for luncheons and breakfasts and having to do it all virtual. We're glad we've been able to fill a little bit of that void by being able to just participate you know, in this with us, but we're anxious and really eager to to get out and see you all again too so thank you for for listening to the show definitely don't stop thinking about your career and and just you know we'll get there we'll get there eventually wear a mask uh, social distance wash your hands (laughs) wash your hands and so and we'll you know we'll keep this conversation going (laughs) for sure so thanks for joining us this time we look forward to having you join us for future shows And it's looking like it's going to be some emotional analytics with Grant Gooding. All right. Take care, everyone. If you found value in today's episode, check us out on our website, cultivatedmarketer.com. You'll also be able to subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Remember, a garden of opportunity grows with Cultivated Marketer.